going over back and forth, change this, change that, you know, working on wording and so on and so forth. Well, one day he calls me up and said, Denny, we're coming up to the convention. I need you to stand up in front of the convention and say, I support this contract 100%. Wow. And I said, David, I, I can't do that. I, there's no way I can do that. And he says, listen, I made sure that you have grown like you've grown. And if you don't think I can take that away from you, you're out of your mind. What's like a threat? It was a threat. A threat. Oh, yeah. And he pulled it off. Going from owning 80 KFC franchises to none is a difficult thing. One good thing to come out of it, however, is an amazing story. Our guest today, Denny Wagstaff, is the owner of the Idaho Costa Vidas and Blaze Pizza restaurants. He's been in the restaurant industry for decades. Listen to how he's learned from the best and turned his franchise empire into a family business. The Founders Podcast. Listen to the stories of how everyday extraordinary people start amazing businesses. Hear how they overcome the odds and find success in the entrepreneurial world. The up and down, the good and the bad, and everything in between. And now, your hosts, Jordan Hansen and Brandon Minard. Awesome. Welcome everyone to the Founders Pod. I am Jordan Hansen here with my co-host Brandon Minert. We have here in studio with us Denny Wagstaff. Welcome. Glad to be here. Denny, it's funny the story how you actually got on this podcast. Um, Brandon was actually chatting me. He's like, hey, I talked to this really interesting guy on my flight home from Las Vegas. We really should have him on the podcast. And he's like, he's the guy that owns the Costa Vitas. And I was like, Denny? <laughs> it was so funny because I was like, because I know Denny from church. And actually you were my son's, uh, one of his youth leaders. Um, and he really had a good time. And then recently you've moved, and so we're not you know, associated as much. But I just thought it was great to have you on. And we're excited because Denny owns, I mean, you've been doing uh, restaurant businesses for years. Years like and years. 20, yeah. 30 years? Plus. Plus, yeah. a long time. So we're really excited to have you on and hear your story. And we appreciate you being here. Well, thanks for inviting me. I, th I think we'll have a great time. Awesome, yeah. So, Denny, I don't know too much about your background, but are you from Boise? Are you from Idaho originally? Actually, I grew up in uh, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Did you have a big family when you were growing up, or what was that? Well, it was my dad and mom and two brothers, I, so there's three of us. And my dad owned Morrison Meat Pie Company in Salt Lake City. So I grew up in kind of the bakery business, which my dad bought from my fa his father-in-law. And uh, so it, it's like... Restaurant business is in the blood. I was going to say, that's like <laughs> generations of restaurant business. Yeah. So it, was, was it retail as well? Like people were coming in? It wasn't like, yeah. Right. We we had a, it was a Scottish meat pie that uh, had meat in it. And we would make like 600 dozen every morning. Oh, gosh. That's a lot. And then they had a restaurant out front that they would sell them there. And then they would distribute them through the valley to grocery stores and other restaurants 
And uh, so... Now, did you enjoy it? I mean, was it a lot of times when you're a kid and you're working in your parents' business, you're like, ugh, this yeah. is not fun. Did you, I mean, you're still doing the similar business now, though. So did you enjoy it then? You know, it's funny. I, I, when I was like hit college, I'm like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to be a restaurant guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> not happening. Yeah. yeah. Morrison but Meat Pie, is that still going? It's not. It's not. No. Yeah. Well, that sounds like so. a fun uh, business. That was probably early mornings. Yeah. Very early. I went to high school. Through high school, I was up at 4 o'clock in the morning making meat pies. And uh, in, even in junior high, I would catch the bus from downtown Salt Lake out to the uh, holiday area to go to school. And we'd drive, you know, just in time. So were you, I mean, was there friction between your parents during this time? You were, you're having to, if I was a teenager, I remember I had a paper out in middle school. And that was rough, having to wake up so early. But if it was like my parents' business, and they were like, okay, you got to come help us wake up early and prepare all these meat pies, there would have been friction for me. Uh, was that like that for you at all? Uh, not not really. I mean... You were okay with it? Yeah. Mom was, it was, you know, her dad that they bought the business from. It was, the family was all about the business. I grew up thinking, I can't wait to work with dad. And it was kind of the family deal. Was uh, it a good experience growing up? It was. We t we really learned how to work hard, and my dad. I the problem with his restaurants truly was a breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh yeah. So we're four a.m. Sometimes he'd come home at ten o'clock at night. It'd be like, there's just no way. Oh wow. You, long days. Long long days. And I'm not not interested in in that. Great dad, but he right. was gone so much. Yeah. And we hear just that working. a lot. You know, it's not you know. Kids can choose different professions than their parents, and they can still be great parents, but, yeah. yeah you learn is what you do. You learn from, okay, this is something I, I know I like, and this is something I don't like. And truly, probably the best example of hard work that I've ever known is my dad. He works so hard. Yeah. And uh, so. Did he tell you, did he say, Denny, this is your future? Like, you're no. going to do this. Or did he want you to go into that industry? No, he I was never really uh, discussed. I mean, the you know, I was going off to college and going to do my thing, and I, I don't know, he never said, hey, come back and run the business, which is pretty weird because I've tried to groom my son so that, yeah, come on into yeah. the business. It's right. a family business. It's a family sure. business, yeah, 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 it really is. Well, so you had, I guess you said you had two brothers um, yeah. or siblings. Yes. And so did they want to go in and work in Morrison's, or how did that work? You know, by the time we were old enough to go in, Dad had sold it to A&R oh. uh, Meats and, uh, and then went off in a different direction. So that was never really an option. Can you get a Scottish pie in Salt Lake anymore? I mean, is that You know, there's a, a guy that's tried to bring it back and and – sell them and he's kind of in and out i yeah. sometimes he's he's selling them and a lot of times he's not i don't really know let's say we had a kitchen right now could you make a scottish <laughs> pie for us still you feel like you could just whip one out do you like them oh they're they're tasty they're they're they wouldn't call them a health food yeah <laughs> <laughs> the meat had a lot of fat in it which yeah. made them really tasty and yeah you know it's just surrounded by this big chunk of dough it's made out of lard and yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so in today's world, I'm not sure 
it, but it, you know, obviously they were tasty. Yeah. Sold tons of them. Yeah. So then, um, so Denny, I mean, take us through your college. You, you said, okay, I'm not going to go into that. I don't want to do all day 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night. What was your intentions? Did you go and study anything besides business or what was your studies in college? Well, um, I, I wanted to own my own business. I didn't know what. Um, and I wanted to get a, an education and that's kind of what, just what you did. You know, you, in Utah, you grew up, went to one year of school, went on a mission, which I did to Florida, came home, go to college, figure out what you're going to be. And my goal was really, I wanted a business degree and I wanted to get out of there as fast as I possibly could. So what's the shortest business degree that I could possibly pull off at the university of Utah? And it was finance. There you go. So I went into that. And in the middle of all that, I ran into a guy that was doing uh, employment agency franchises. And uh, we started talking, and I ended up buying a, an employment agency franchise. And I was trying to go to school and run my franchise at the same time. And yeah, I actually ended up quitting a few credits short of graduating and started in my own business at that point. Really? So both at the same time? You're I was trying. trying to build your own business and going to school. Were you married at the time? Did you yeah. have family? Okay. Yeah, I was married. And probably little kids, girl. Kids? Oh, yeah, some kids too. So you had a daughter, you had a wife, and you were married. And that's a lot to juggle. So that's probably what went into the decision. Is that what went into the decision to say, okay, I like this better to do my own business right now, and I'm just going to stop doing college at this point? Yeah, and I, I wasn't the guy that was like, if I get a finance degree, then I can work out of work for yeah. American Express and, you know, analyze businesses or whatever. You so knew I, you knew that wasn't going to be. It that, was kind of like more like I want this education, but as far as the paper, I don't care about that. Right, exactly. It was a means to serve the end of you uh, being you know, in business. Now you said you knew you wanted to have your own business already when you entered college. Did that come from your dad? Or why did you have that desire? Uh, my, yeah, my dad, my grandfather, totally entrepreneurial. Just, you did, you worked on, you know, like you ran your own business. So were you ever employed? Have you ever been employed by someone? Did yes. And I, that's, <laughs> that's coming up. Okay. <laughs> so you had the employment, <laughs> employee, what's it called? Employment agency? Yeah. Franchise. What is that? Well, Helping people find jobs. Okay, like a recruiter. Recruiter, trying to find the right person for the right spot. And and so you'd get clients in, and then you'd pitch them to a business that was trying to find the right guy. And if you could make the fit, then the business would pay you for doing that, helping them find the right person. So kind of taking over as a personnel department What drew you? What drew you to this industry? Um, my buddy was making significant money doing it. And it seemed like, well, that's something I could do. And I love people. Yeah. Were you good? That's what I was going to ask. Were you good with people always? Was that kind of an easy thing for you? Yeah. Yeah. So I connect with people pretty easily. And, and so I, I didn't certainly didn't know what my real talents, where my talents lied, but I could, was able to figure out a pretty good gauge on what a person's, you know, if they would fit with this person. And so, do, you know, this employment agency was like a matchmaker. 
mm-hmm. what are your skills and talents and how does that match up with this group and yeah that looks like a pretty good match and so um and then trying to employ and teach people how to do that was part of the thing i ended up working in the corporate office of that franchise so i ended up going to work for them with some ownership okay and then uh they that was poorly ran business and it ended up taking so not because not your side right but but kind of the corporate the whole franchise just for example the the accountant he hadn't balanced a checkbook in over a year oh Uh, gosh yeah yeah. so so the books are like who knows who knows and then one day i show up and they're like uh, they've repossessed, you're going to repossess your company car. Oh. Like, what? <laughs> and you don't have a job. What? I have ownership. Yeah, you may be liable for some of the debts. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so at that point, I'm like, okay, I need to figure out something. My uh, my next door neighbor was a manager for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. Uh, wait, I want to, before, I want to get to your feelings. And you, I mean, that sounds terrible to me. Like, it really was out of the blue. Yeah. Totally. I mean, so you're like, yeah, things are good. You're doing well. I mean, I'm assuming you were, were you successful? We're doing all right. We're doing all right. It's just like 24 years old. And back then, you know, gosh, you were getting a couple, 2,000 a month. You're like, sweet. I'm the man. Yeah. So you're there, you're feeling great. And you literally walk into the office and they say, by the way, all these things are happening. Today. Today. (laughs) So you said you bought into the franchise. Did you have to pay cash when you first started that and- did you lose any of that? Did they buy you out of it, or how did that work? So Yeah, so my wife and I, my wife, bless her heart, she had money. Yeah. Not a lot, but her, her mom had passed away, and she had some Social Security money, so we bought a fourplex. Like, first thing we did bought. Really? Like, even before we were married, wow. we just bought this fourplex. Before Together. Married, <laughs> yeah. No way, both of your names were on the title, and you hadn't even been married yet? Right, we just, like... We're coming down to getting married. We're coming yeah. down on the clothes and bump boom. Yeah, nice. There you go. So we own this fourplex, and I come and say, hey, I have a chance to buy a franchise. We'll have to sell the fourplex. We'll have enough to buy a house. And so we took some money, bought, you know, down payment on a house, bought the franchise. Yes. Life's there good. Go. Yeah. And your wife, was she like, yeah. She was totally supportive, or was she, she was supportive. She was supportive. Yeah. She she always has been. Yeah. So then that money you put into the franchise was that rolled into when you went to work for corporate into right. ownership, and that's what ended so up. So gone, gone, and uh-huh. possibly negative. Oh yeah, yeah. We ended up owing money. Oh, oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah. That sounds so. terrible. I mean, was it like? But I mean, already you started talking about what you were going to do next. So were you like discouraged? Like, all right, I'm done with this. No? Uh, well, obviously discouraged, but like, well, I can get a job. Yeah. You know, I've I figured out a way to get money on the table and keep us going. And so I was like, it was, that was, that was like on a Thursday. My friend comes across the street and he says, what are you doing home? Because I traveled all the time, gone. Oh, okay. I said, my company closed down today. <laughs> what? He's, I, yeah, they closed down. Have you ever thought about managing a Kentucky Fried Chicken? Nope, never crossed my mind. Yeah. He said, well, I said, why would I? 
And this is like 1979-ish, maybe. Mm-hmm. He said, well, last year I, I made 60 grand and I own 40% of my store. I'm like, well, where, when do I get the interview? Yeah. Hold up, let's go. <laughs> so that was Harmon's Kentucky Fried Chicken. Friday night I went to work with Dave. That was Dave Wynn. Oh, yep, my say, wait, so Thursday, company closes. Friday night, you go into the shop with them. I go to just try it Shadow, out. Almost. Just to try it out. Yeah. See, you know. And truly it's the most fun I'd had since I worked in my dad's restaurant. Really? Oh, it yeah. was just since like, you worked it, so so that means you had some fond memories. Even though you walked into college saying, No, I'm never gonna do this again, you got back in there and it felt like it, it felt like home. home. It felt like home a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it really did. And it was so fun. How like, fun. I love I how never would have thought fun to describe why fun how fun you know because it's it's so busy the the i guess the adrenaline rush of the rush the the You're food it's just going. fast yeah. fast fast and, and a whole team working together to take care of customers and i was like wow this i've missed this so can you give me some background because if i understand correctly was the first franchise for kfc in utah it was okay so that was in the 60s, or was that... 50s, oh, actually. In the 50s. Yeah. And, and was it growing substantially, KFC, or was it kind of in the middle of a boom, or where was that at when you started that? So in 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 79, I think they had like maybe 5,000 stores worldwide, and but they were growing. And Harmon's owned 186 at the time. Harmon's was Harmon's Kentucky Fried Chicken, yeah. the very first franchisee. Oh, he owned a number. So and that's who the guy I went to work for. His guy, his name's Pete Harmon, or was. Oh, okay. That's not Mark, right? Mark was the neighbor. Dave Wynn was Dave the neighbor. Dave, oh, how okay. did I get Mark? Anyway. I don't know. Dave, Dave, and Har- Dave partnered with the Harmons. Harmons in one of okay, his gotcha. own KFC. So locations. what Harmons like did is they would they would build a building, put the land you know, put the business together and then they would allow the manager to buy that like a separate corporation. They could buy up to 40% of that store. Mm -hmm. So in a way they work, they truly work for Harmon's, but they were also profit sharing owned a 40% profit sharing. Interesting. That's smart by Harmon's, but also a great opportunity for someone like Dave and probably yourself. Exactly. So you went home to your wife on Friday night and said, honey, we're in. This is, yeah, this is fun stuff. Really? And Dave was like, well, I'll get you the interview. And I said, okay. So a week passed, and and I got a call from the president of Harmon's. Was it? No, I had the interview with Jackie Trujillo in Salt Lake for a manager position. Then a, like a week or three or four days later, I'm like, are they going to offer me the job? I'm asking Dave, are they going to offer me the job or not? He goes, uh, Jackie really liked you, but I think you're going to get a call from somebody else. So, Anar Bergstead, who is the president of Harmon's, worked directly under Pete, called me and said, we'd like you to take another interview. We're interested in you for your personnel experience. Interesting. So, had another interview. Then I had, my wife and I had dinner with Pete Harmon and Anar. And, and anyway, it ends up that they hired me they say, well, after you've managed a store for three months, we're taking you to our corporate office where we want you to be our human resource 
or personnel director because we need somebody to go out and find managers. We're growing so fast. We need to grow managers, and we need to open a personnel department, and you're our guy. How old were you at this time? Like 24 or 5, right? Somewhere so, in there. This seems extraordinary. This seems abnormal. Were you an abnormal? Were you pretty extraordinary? Do you feel like Denny? This seems this. I mean, that seems young. Uh, uh, crazy young. Crazy. I'm mean, uh, looking back. I'm like, why? I'm looking back. And I think, really? I think you were probably just really an astounding guy. You were probably very impressive. Maybe so. I, you know, truly, I don't. I look back and I'm like, I can't believe that. I can't see myself now looking at a 24 or five-year-old and going, yeah, you are going to be a human resource guy, (laughs) and you're going to help us grow from 180 stores to 300. Yeah. So a question I have, Denny, is, you know, your intention was to get back in to the day-to-day operations, right, and managing a store, and that's what you you saw that you liked again. When they offered you that position and you said, gosh, I have to go back into an office, into the personnel, I didn't know if there was any bad feelings in the personnel – uh, realm from your last position? I mean, what were your thoughts when you were considering that offer? I guess I was so blown away by the fact that they were offering me this. It was like, there wasn't even a question. Well, yeah, I'll do that. Because yeah. it felt like a huge, it was like <laughs> flattering. Like, wow, I must be awesome. Yeah, I'm huge kinda. opportunity. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to say, nah, I just want to. How was pay compared to when you were doing with your agency compared to this? It sounds like, it, I mean, even if you were doing well, it probably was a pretty big it, it was a big bump up. It was a big bump. It really was. So it, an offer you couldn't refuse, really. It was. Yeah. And we had to move to California. So we were they based out of California? Yeah, then? Los okay. Altos, California. We had to. We ended up buying a house in San Jose, but I mean, Pete Harmon probably like to me is like the mentor of mentors. The he was a good guy. Oh my gosh, just the best. How long were you with KFC under that? 17 years I was with them. Okay, so you got to spend a lot of time around Pete Harmon and other leaders at the, I guess, the Harmon Corporation, whatever. I did, yeah. That's like until 90s, right? 91? Is that 96 right? is when we... It changed. When we, 96 is when I started my, or bought my first, my own first KFC. So you were, that I means you must have been pretty happy working that, I mean, that job, even though you really wanted your own business, this must have been a pretty fulfilling, good job. Well, truly, I just to give you a story about Pete Harmon, we're moving our family, you know, we've stopped in, in Sacramento or run a store for like three months, then we're moving to, we're moving to um, the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and Pete r- drops by the store one day and he's like, there's no way you can afford a, st- a house in the Bay Area. I'm like, right? <laughs> True, <laughs> Yes. He said, I'll tell you what, you find the house and I'll put your down payment up for you. Wow. And I'm not going to just lend it to you. I'm just giving you the money. Wow. Like significant. What? Yeah. Right. So we ended up with a house in Campbell or San Jose or wherever it was. Nice area. And uh, we were, yeah, just like. It would be blessing. Huge, yeah. So going from, if you were to compare, you had two experiences at this point. You had the employment experience working with the employment office. I don't know the name of the company in Utah. Um, Pretty dysfunctional, poorly run 
versus the Harmon company that you work for that appears to be really well run and a really good experience. I mean, what did you learn a lot from the first job that you said, okay, I want to make sure that's not a part of the organization I'm going into. And then did you pick up a lot of really good, I'm, I'm assuming you picked up a lot of really good, you know, habits, techniques, you know, leadership qualities in those 17 years. I mean, what was your experience like? Um, I, you're absolutely right. They're just so totally different. Right. And dysfunctional is absolutely the best way to put it. These guys, the top ownership of that career concepts thing, they were just so at each other's throats and egos were going crazy. And, you know, you can't do this without me doing this. And I was like, looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, how I didn't see the writing on the wall in that so one. So hindsight, was, you look back there and you can tell, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. they were going down. <laughs> and uh i mean truly the head guy in that company ended up gambling away everything he went to vegas he was so smart you know mind was so sharp but he'd gamble 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 he could count cards like crazy earn kinds of money end up getting you know thrown out of the casinos and he lost everything I was just the saddest story. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. The saddest. And then, then Pete Harmon's just such a top notch, very smart, very personal, loves people, takes care of his people, puts the processes in place, gives people ownership and the opportunity to, to build um, themselves and their business. And, and uh, it's amazing. So, did you work, how closely did you work with Pete? Pete was like three offices over, but I, I'm almost ashamed to say that I didn't realize just how, how good he was. Good he was and how much I should have just taken in every word. But as I look back at what I've done in my businesses, I've tried to emulate him and the way he set things up and the way he does business. Like I, the lessons there have served me well. And I'd be the first to say, I'm not the smartest guy on the planet, but I did know I was smart enough to, to um, mimic Pete Harmon's <laughs> style and his, just steal yeah. every idea I could um, from the 17 years I worked for them. Were you, were you doing personnel the entire 17 years, or did you do a number of different jobs? No, they, they knew that I loved operations. And so I, I worked, I was first in personnel, then they gave me personnel and training. Then I was, they called me the human resource director and I had a director of training and, and so on. And then one day they came to me and said, we would love it if you'd run, go out and be a district manager, run an area. And so I was given in, back up to Sacramento. We moved out of the Bay Area. I think we were there six years and then. I was a district manager for him for 10 years in the Central Valley and ran stores. And that, the, the human resources and, the, and that whole training thing and being in that office gave me so much great experience. But then getting out into the restaurants where I really love to be and, and building a team and developing people and, and being hands-on was phenomenal and uh 
And so I, I just learned so much there. I had opportunities to serve on marketing committees and boards with different franchisees and uh, help my people win awards and and uh, show growth. And and at the same time, I'm saving money, saving money, saving money, saving so money. So you knew. That means you knew you were going to be buying your own. You were, it sounds like you were saving money for a goal here to buy your own. Yeah, and it was very great means because – Truly, to buy a KFC, you need to have a bunch of money. Really? So, were you thinking you wanted to buy it outside of the Harmon Corp, outside of that structure, and do your own directly with KFC, or what was your intention? Yeah, I I wanted to. Well, one of I think Anar Bergstead one day told me he said, "Denny, you have two choices: one is to own your own deal, or two, work toward becoming like the president of this organization." And he said, frankly, there's a few guys that are ahead of you, and I don't know if, if your timeline will allow you to stay here long enough to make that happen. Yeah. So you might consider just... And what a good company. that He would encourage that. He was saying, you know, I'm going to think about what's best for you, even though that's going to be at the cost of, for them. They would love to have you stay there. But they're thinking about your needs and what you want. I mean, does that reflect? Yeah. Yeah. It, it really... I mean, I, the day I signed, well, so one day I'm going to one of these advertising meetings and, uh, one of the franchisees walks into my, into the bathroom with me, says, are you interested in buying a couple of KFCs? Like, yes. (laughs) He says, well, OC Crothers is selling his two restaurants and I think we can work a deal. He, he likes you. You've been working on this committee for a long time. And I think we could probably get a deal put together between you and he, if you're interested. Oh, hundred percent interested. So this is these advertising meetings must be not just for Harmon's. This is for all of KFC then. Well, it was like the central Valley of California. So yeah. these guys, you know, they're different franchisees in that Valley. Mm-hmm. So you get, and I represented Harmon's. Got it. The first two that I'm assuming you took over were those in California. They were Hanford, California, which is near Fresno. Okay. And then Paso Robles, which is near the coast, near so, San Luis Obispo. Okay. So you so you go off on your own and you're starting it. This is at year seventeen when this opportunity comes up. Comes along, yep. I go meet with Pete and Jackie and say I'm leaving. They're like, Don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> You sure? Don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've already bought them. Okay. We'll help you as much as we can. Yeah. Is it competition between the franchisees? Not not really, right? Not no, they're all on the same team. Right. But. Because they really can't they probably can't uh I'm assuming KFC at the top they say, Okay, you had this area, another one can't come and move in right next to you. Right. Yeah. So how was that experience doing your own two stores? And well that's when my dad's work ethic came into place because mm-hmm. I was the store manager for one, the district manager for the other. And the try to be the finance guy and all the other stuff on like it was crazy down. I was like up at five in my office, work till ten, try it try to do the books, maybe drive to Paso this day, come back. I was it was how far apart are those so ninety said, miles. Ninety miles, okay. So it's not No, it wasn't not a close drive. No. <laughs> Just for example, nowadays like we owned a Costa in Twin, 
which is what, 120 miles maybe? Yeah. I hate that drive. <laughs> yeah. You're doing that 90 mile drive yeah. all the time. Back then I was young. It's like, yeah, woo. Yeah, right. I, get a, I get a break. I drive. Right. And this is 40. You're probably 41, 42. I, I it's like, yeah, 40. Yeah. So you were coming home at 10 and you thought, well, full circle, I guess. You know, <laughs> I didn't think I'd do this, but now I'm here and, and you were loving it. You were pretty happy with where you're going. Yeah, I was tired, but I was working. And I was developing my new managers and felt good. Felt good. And uh, was there a pay cut going from corporate? Well, it, it was a, it, I mean, you're jumping out from a pretty darn big safety cushy, net, yeah. cushy, and taking all the money you've saved and plopping it down, right? Because my next step was division manager. Jackie told me that night. Denny, we're going to promote you to division manager next month. I'm like, I already bought the stores. Yep. So I was going from like 250 a year to unknown. Yeah. And going from absolute for sure you'll be a millionaire to, oh, Maybe. I don't know. If you know. play your cards right, you do it. Yeah. yeah. But it, the die was cast. I just desperately wanted to be my own. Did you feel angst during that time? Like during that 17 years, you always, I mean, you wanted to be your own business owner. Did you feel like, like you were saving your money, so you knew you wanted to, but was it like hard? Did you feel like, I need to get out? Like it was like a pressure almost. Yeah, I kind of, I knew that, I don't know how many talks I had had with like my bosses and stuff that like, I need to, I need to do my own deal, you know, like. They're like, oh no, you're doing great, and <laughs> you don't need to go there. But I don't know, I I was anxious. Yeah. But 17 years seems like in today's world, like I talk to kids that are like, yeah, I want to own my own deal. How long did you have to work for somebody before you did it? I like maybe 20 years, you know? <laughs> right. They're like, I could never wait that long. Okay, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Because the lessons learned really in that how long does it take to yeah. save the money, right? Because yeah. right? I had five hundred thousand saved, and we had to invest a big chunk of that and getting those stores and and buying those two. And so was it a yeah? It was scary, but we did it, and and uh, we didn't end up taking a pay cut. It turned out to be it turned out to be okay. Turned out to be great. It's like I knew exactly what I was doing because this is what I've been doing. Yeah. Right. It was like I just put Pete Harmon's systems in because they were the systems I knew. Right. Right. Front to back, I just knew them, put them in, started working it, and and then watched our business flourish and take off. And and it, before long, we were buying, you know, building another store and another store we had four restaurants after like i don't know three years or something wow your wife's support during this time making the leap was she she always she's just been like 100 yeah. percent. she just believes in me i don't <laughs> it's amazing to me she, she just believes in me so no doubt. she's gone with it awesome so denny for our 10 listeners that'll be you know that tune in every week so you live currently in idaho but you were building this business in california what you know, prompted the move, or was there another step in between that? Well, KFC Corporate started selling restaurants. 
big chunks of restaurants. And so that same guy that came to me with the deal on the two restaurants, a franchisee said, hey, Denny, did you know they're selling Northern California? That's 10 restaurants. I said, yeah, but I don't have a million dollars in cash to buy those restaurants. That's going to be the down payment. He goes, yeah, but I do, and I'll be partners with you. You run them, I'll lend you your half, and you, and we'll be partners. It's like, okay. Then Don Stanky is just a stellar guy and uh, been a franchisee, has owned business for years and years, and he loves making entrepreneurs successful. So anyway, so we went in partners. We got the, we got the nod. And I remember the day that they called us and say. We accepted your bid. I was like, oh, they accepted our bid. They're like, oh, crap, they accepted our bid. <laughs> now, you, that's like from five, you had like five stores before this? We were at four. four. And then all of a sudden, okay, it's like three times increase. Yeah, 15 stores. So I called my brother who was in the restaurant business and uh, in Salt Lake and said, how would you like to be a district manager out in Chico, California? He said, okay, if Done. I get to work with you, I'm coming. Awesome. So you guys get along well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So he came and uh, started working with me. And, and long story, you know, it's a long story, but we ended up with over 80 KFC restaurants in in that 17-year period. It's a lot we built, a lot we just bought markets, bought markets and, and expanded. No. No, okay, everywhere. Every, we had stores in Alaska, Minnesota, Texas, uh, all over, all over nice. Idaho. We bought the Idaho market. There you go. That's so a lot of stores. Now, I mean, we have 15 and we have a huge leap over to 80. Uh, just, it was just aggressive by growth. Yeah. That they'd come up for a market would come up. I would look at, do we have the money? Yeah, I can figure out how to get the money. Do I have the people? I, I've got these for district managers. Um, and and so we'd make the bid, and we'd get the nod, and we'd buy the stores, and we just kept growing. And uh, so we ended up with 80 KFC restaurants, and and uh, we, ended up, we ended up losing them all, though. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Get to that part of the story. <laughs> so, okay. So, just re really quickly, though, you were living in California. Did you end up? You bought I Idaho and you moved here. Did yeah, you we any? we bought Idaho. Um, traveled up here a, a lot. Why? Um, I was visiting the market. And okay, so you're traveling to visit to decide if you wanted to buy this guy. Yeah, we bought it, and then we're here. I'm here in and out all the time. You know, watching over the where we're going to put the next restaurant. We built this market from like six KFCs to 13 and build a lot of new stores. And, and, uh, and so my, my kids were getting old enough that they were having kids mm -hmm. and they said, dad, we want to work in the business, but don't want to live in California. We want to live in Idaho where we can afford to buy a house. You know, back then you could afford to buy a house in Boise. I know. I'm going to think like this is big change. <laughs> we're we're going to have to move for our kids. Yeah. Right. right? They can't afford here. Yeah. It's yeah. craziness. Yeah. So we moved two of our daughters and their husbands to this area, both run on KFCs for us. And then they got pregnant. My wife and I, our boys are in junior high school. 
And I said to my wife one day, do you want to live here in California or do you want to live in Idaho where the grandkids are going to be? She said, let's go to Idaho. There you go. So then you moved up. And what year was that roughly? That was 2003. 2003. Gotcha. So that was a good time, I guess, in the market to kind of fairly growth. So, okay. Uh, You lost them. You lost all of them just like that. Or was it like one day to the next, like the employment debacle there or what ended up, how did that story? No, it was a long, it was a drawn out process. It was, um, I ended up on a national board, like the president of the franchise association representing the franchisees to corporate. And, uh, so I'm the president and, and, uh, David Novak is the president of yum food. So, I mean, Yum owns KFC. KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. I mean, this billion-dollar corporation, well, David Novak, he knows me. We met several times. and Anyway, um, one day uh, he says, hey, we want to change the contract, the franchise agreement. Like, well, I, okay, well, what do you mean? I want you want to change it. Yeah, we have some real some things we want to change in that, and uh, so um, we want. Here's what the changes are going to be, and so well, the franchise association has a lawyer. He goes through them, and our board goes through them. And we're like, oh, we're not going to change that. And Novak's like, oh yes, you will. So wait, he I don't understand super well how that works. I mean, when you set a contract, it sounds like he can't just change it without. Or he could. Is that part of the He could change the contract going forward with a new franchisee or the one that you sign at renewal when yours comes up. Renewal is the problem, right? Uh, Eventually, you're going to have to sign again. How often do you renew? Was it? It wasn't years. It was every 10 years. Every 10 10 years. years. Okay. Or was it? It may have been 20 at the time, but they wanted to change it to 10. Yeah. That was part of the changes. Part of the changes. They were not favorable for franchisees. They were not favorable to franchisees. Um, there were several significant changes that were not favorable to franchisees. Now I don't blame David Novak for wanting to make the changes because they would be beneficial to him. Right. But I was represent the franchise association and yourself I mean, and myself. Yeah. Right. So we had several discussions, lawyer, lawyers, you know, going over Back and forth, change this, change that, you know, working on wording and so on and so forth. Well, one day he calls me up and said, Denny, we're coming up to the convention. I need you to stand up in front of the convention and say, I support this contract 100%. Really? Wow. And I said, David, I, I can't do that. I, there's no way I can do that. And he says, listen. I made sure that you have grown like you've grown. And if you don't think I can take that away from you, you're out of your mind. Sounds like a threat. It was a threat. It was a threat. Oh, yeah. And he pulled it off. Oh, wow. So you didn't say it. You didn't go up to the convention. You didn't say it. No, I didn't. For you. I said, no way. This is not, this contract is not a good deal. And he looked at me and just went, Okay. Just nodded his head. Yep. And then, you know, the lawsuit started and the terminations, and oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. Spent millions on lawyers and fighting, and it just ended up. So in the midst of all that, we we 
are looking for something new. So you're yeah. already kind of thinking, okay, this is not going to end. This probably years. This is not going to end well. It's like right. probably five years before. Well, not. It may be three or four years before it would look like okay, it's going to be over. We started eating at the Costa Vida on Eagle Road here. Yeah. Like, oh, this is really good. I had to go talk to those guys. So I went down to Utah, talked to Costa Vida. We ended up working a deal to buy that restaurant. And so you're doing this while you're running KFC? Running the KFCs. Was Costa Vida a franchise at that point? Or it they? was, just okay. barely, brand new okay. franchise. So they had, they'd opened this one in Boise and kind of got the name out. And we ended up buying that one and opening the downtown store. I think we've had them for about 11 or 12 years now. And uh, one, you know, one day in 2000, I don't know, it was, it was, it was the day that Mitt Romney lost the election. Yeah. The was the day that the November sometime, 2008 no, or 2007 or something. And the day that, uh, that the uh, judge said, you know, you're done. Done with the KFC. Done with KFC. Yeah. So was it a net? I mean, did you at least, were you able to preserve some money? I mean, was it a complete downfall from KFC? Or were you able to, you still had come out on top? Well, you know, on paper, yeah, on paper, you know, I was worth maybe 40 or 50 million. Yeah. But when the whole thing was done, I maybe had a million left. I see. And I had my, my Costa Vita. Mm-hmm. So you had started already your your movement, but still, how that hurts. Yeah, it was. I was just. It was truly. I was so worried about all the people that had thrown in with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it had disrupted their lives and moved to Minnesota or, or, Alaska or just whatever, and they like they believed in what we were doing and building this business, and had to see that whole thing. I was just so worried about. My people, but you know what? Talented people land on their feet. Yeah. And and they took what they learned from me, and they've all done very well. And uh, but I used to think, you know, when I when I had those eighty KFCs and were growing and all this, I'd be I'd get on the airplane on Monday morning, flying who knows where, and I think I hate this. You hated traveling. You hated I, flying. Yeah, or? I just hated to be away from the family. Getting yeah. sick of it, maybe. I just, I just like it was like, oh my gosh. And I think, how could I ever unwind this? I, like, well, you've chosen this. Every decision you've made has led you to where you are right now, and you cannot bail. I mean, you just it's like you can't quit. They got 80, 80 franchises here, and people depending on you. Right. Yeah. And I like, how could I unwind this? I just couldn't figure that out, and I. Wasn't trying to unwind it, but I'd think that, and then, and then God unwound it for me. Yeah. So, are you partly grateful then for how it worked out? Right now. Yeah. Ten years down the road, I couldn't be more thrilled. I yeah. see. So at the time, it felt like probably the oh, worst time of your life. World came to an end. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Would you say it was the biggest challenge of your entire life, like f- professionally? Professionally, the biggest challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Have- my wife and I lost a son. Uh, uh, Way worse. Yeah. But, yeah, world ended. Yeah. We had the Costa Vitas, though. 
Started growing that. Were you worried about hopping into another franchise? I mean, are you worried that Costa Vida could do the same thing that KFC could do? A uh, little smarter. The thing I, you know, a little smarter because the biggest chink in my armor with the KFC debacle was um, the the things that they made you that you had to sign to buy these markets to do remodels mm-hmm. or relocations and. They're just these truly onerous just weight of of money you had to spend in order to stay compliant was where they got me because I couldn't keep up with what the contract said, which gave Novak a chance to like, okay, can't keep up with his contractual agreement. Boom, terminated. So if you're not friends with us, we're not going to work with you. If you're friends, we can this this we can help make this easier. Right. Interesting. Hmm. So in going into the with Costa Vida, a, I was really looking at the guys that I'm going to into business with, mm-hmm. and b watching very closely what those numbers were on what they could make you do, yeah, or not do. And the Costa Vida guys are just stellar guys. Um, Sean Collins and Dave Rutter, just stellar guys. And they're just so thrilled with the growth that we're experiencing here. It's, uh, and again, I'm on the, the franchise board <laughs> down there. Yeah, help it be involved in all of it. Right. So, Do you have any bad blood or is there bad emotion still when you think back to that KFC time? I mean, when you drive by a KFC, do you have negative feelings? How, when was the last time you ate at a KFC? Uh, you know what? Uh, some of the managers, I, I still know some of the group here. <laughs> I probably had KFC a month ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're, you're maybe past it. Some, some of my friends ended up buying the Boise market. So that worked out pretty well. They're good friends of mine, the Stewart. Happy that they could. Yeah. yeah. And they took really good care of, of my people and treated us very well. And so... That turned out to be just fine, and I still great friends with Harmons, and I, I, the only guy I really, I don't, I, I think Nate David Novak played dirty, but yeah, but I don't lose sleep over him. So that's water under the bridge, and he'll do whatever he does, and it's not affecting my life, and I'm truly so happy right now that with where it's all turned out. So you're now into Costa Vida. You're 10 years in. And we own Blaze restaurants oh, as well. Oh, and that's well. right. You drew Blaze. Yeah. And, and Blaze is in the Idaho market or Boise market, or how do they sell the, areas? With the Treasure Valley we own. Treasure Valley, gotcha. Yeah. Um, looking forward, you know, you're still a young man, still looking to grow. Are, are you looking to continue building that, or you're looking to hopefully pass that off to your, your family, your kids? How, how does that look for you? Well, it's it's pretty darn great. I mean, our family, my my two boys, uh, Chase, got a degree in accounting and finance and business, and and he's just like a financial whiz kid, and he's our our chief financial officer, and pretty much runs the day to day. You know, I'm still the chairman of the board. They call me the chairman. But uh, he's kind of taken over that role. And then Drew, my uh, son that's a couple of years younger than Chase, is our 
um, operations guy. He's just so good in the restaurants and he got a degree in communications and marketing and, and is just the, like, if you want the energy in a restaurant to move up about 10 decibels, you'd let him walk through the door and he was my home teacher. Good guy. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Just the best. And, and so those two guys are, are kind of running the day today and in the restaurants. I have a son-in-law, Tim Murray, who's a partner, full partner with me on the store up in Boise on entertainment. So I've kind of followed the Pete Harmon model. And uh, I have another daughter and son-in-law that have invested with us and another uh, daughter and son-in-law that uh, Kyle Cooper that builds all of our restaurants and helps us on the the, uh, real estate side to get through the city and, we like to buy the dirt, build the building, put our two concepts in, and have a couple of lease spots in between us. So we've, so we're kind of in control of, of the land and yeah, the rents and the, the different pricing. It's a family business, though. Now. It really is, and you love that. I love it, and I'm truly I'm home every night that I want to be. My wife and I travel a bit now, and and the boys kind of run the thing for the most part, but. But we have a pretty dang great life, and and I've seen my boys kind of t- taking it and continuing to grow. And I'll probably be the, you know, money guy like Don Stanky was for me. Yeah. All right. I have a couple questions, if you don't mind. Sure. Um. So, Jordan and I have a debate going back and forth all the time, and we argue, and you know, we're we have. There's pros and cons to it, but a lot of times we see the investment in going to college with some, um, I don't know, it, the the return that you get from going to college anymore isn't what it may have been when you went or when we went a long time ago with the costs that are rising. And a lot of times we say, well, if you're not specialized in accounting or in engineering or health, you know, would you recommend that or what are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on college? You wanted to get out as soon as you could to start a business. What were your thoughts on that? Well, education is such an interesting um, thing right now. I, all my kids got a college degree. My wife was that was one of the things she was like, "They're getting college degrees. They're not going to end up like us." Like, okay, Okay, (laughs) (laughs) but but that being said, like Chase has a degree in accounting, and has it served him well? Yes because it opened doors, but he's, he'll be the first to tell you. He's, I learned more in my first accounting job right. about how, pr- how to run a business and, wh- and what's important to keep track of and all the, that stuff than I ever learned in, in school. But it opened the door for him. Um, I think the, that people going into debt for some of these degrees is like absolutely ludicrous. Because the return on investment, like you said, is nothing. Like you can come out owing a hundred thousand dollars and have a, a job that pays you forty thousand, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Like really? Where, Sounds like you're on the same side we yeah. are. On. Yeah. We think about with our children to be, you know, just thoughtful about the cost of your tuition with your degree. Exactly. So, yeah, you got to look on return. It's all about return on investment, exactly right. right? It's a business deal. Kids don't go into it like that. Oh, you'll lend me money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I think that uh, the other thing is 
the ability to learn now if you are disciplined is unbelievable with the internet with books that you can read with the podcasts and and uh truly one of the best educational things in the in the world is youtube you want to learn anything you'd look out on youtube and they'll teach you how to do it right. it's just amazing yeah so but people have to be disciplined and put it in that's what i guess what college classes make a kid do they got to show up and get a grade or or they they're out a lot of money to make you show up right yeah. yeah but if they could be disciplined and put that same effort into to learning things that they were interested in they could do much they could do every bit as well but you want to have that piece of paper to open the door but maybe you don't need it maybe you can just do it by your own yeah. smarts Danny what would you do differently looking back is there a moment in time where you say wow I wouldn't <laughs> I would change that or is there any moment where you look back and say yeah, I would 100% have not done that or I would have done it differently. I, I guess when I, you know, the thing that really sunk me, um, and, and it's totally my fault, but instead of having an in-house accountant that was running things, I had a, I hired a firm and they were kind of managing the money and I was just one two step too far away because I could have, if I had had a, if I would have had my son Chase in my office saying the cash flow is not what it needs to be better, you know, every day, mm-hmm. um, that probably could have saved the KFC deal uh, because I, I, that was a big chink in my armor that allowed Novak to kind of get in. Um, but he would have been able to get in anyway because I couldn't fulfill the contractual needs. But the money thing was kind of a big Deal. So, putting financial controls in place when you're you're owning a business, probably for a, a new entrepreneur, figuring out that financial piece and making sure that they are watching over that cash flow and have somebody they absolutely trust or is huge. And I I kind of I didn't work in Harmon's financial division. Right. right. Operations. You were yeah. I was an operations guy, and then. There was a day that came when I'd been working like so hard that I just put everything in the box and walked across the street to the accountant that was next to the KFC and said, I need help. And he started doing the finances and I just kind of let him do it. And good guy, but he had, you know, a hundred other clients. Right, his focus wasn't all, and you have 80 stores. Yeah, that's. It was, yeah. it was big and I should have pulled that trigger a long time ahead that but it looks like you learned that lesson and brought your son in to take care of that for Costa Vida oh yeah um okay last thing for me so you're talking to Denny if you're if you're going back and you're talking to Denny young 24 years old 21 years old looking to get into his own business or any college student looking to get into their own business what would you tell them if you had an hour to talk to them what advice would you give um, I, I think I would encourage them to uh, put in with with uh, focus your learning and and learn whatever trade or whatever you're going to do. Like be r- really uh, focused on on learning that. Don't be in such a hurry 
to jump out and go for it on your own, that you you don't go in with some knowledge. Uh, today's world, it feels like, and I, I did it. I mean, I jumped into that career concepts thing and lost all my money, right? And I don't know that I learned that much from that disaster other than, yeah, you can lose money pretty fast. But working for Harmons helped me save money, helped me learn the correct principles. You study success. I don't want to say don't study failure. Study success. What works? What makes a business work? What processes do I need to put in place? How do I set it up so it's going to be um, the most chance of success? And then looking for the right time um, when when you've got your money, your knowledge, and the uh, opportunity, they all converge at that point. Then it's the time to jump. People are so interested in just like jumping in before they've got everything set up. And it takes a while. Yeah. It takes a while to set up. Patience. Truly. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Founders Podcast. Be sure to follow the host on Twitter. Search at Jord B. Hansen and at Brandon Minot to discuss more. Also, be sure to visit thefounderspod.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.